this episode of Life Talks, we've been talking about church hurt. And we tried to begin by defining it. What is church hurt? What isn't church hurt? But in the end, you know, there are there are different categories, different mm. dimensions yeah. of church hurt. And that's where we're going to be today. My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship, which is in metropolitan Charlotte, North Carolina. Ben, this is this is a this is a difficult topic because I mean, you've been in ministry for 20 some odd years, mm-hmm. right? 25 yeah, 23 plus, years. 23. Yeah. I've been in it for 40 now. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a few scars. Yeah, you can't, you can't, whether it's attending a church or even leading a church, th- there's wounds. Yeah. There's always going to be wounds and there's going to be scars. And what you do with them is going to determine whether or not you you remain faithful to what God's called you to. Yeah, and you know, the idea that a church hurt is a legitimate cause for quitting church is just, to me, that's like saying, well, if you have a fight with your wife, you should quit marriage. Mm. No, you fix it, you address it, you learn from it, mm. you try not to repeat it, yeah. but you don't walk away from well, it. Well, and I think it's also this idea that I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let my pain define my my experience. Yeah. We all go through painful experiences in life, and and there are some legitimate horrible experiences that people have, whether it's family, whether it's church, whether you know, no matter or or even in marriage. I I don't I don't know everyone's situation, but I do know this that God never wants us to let the pain to define what what reality is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, the reality of the cross happening on Friday and the resurrection happening on Sunday is this idea that. Whatever evil, whatever evil transpires on Friday, the way of the the way of Christ, the way of the cross, the way of Christianity is to say, we are resurrection people. We're not going to be defined by the evil of man on Friday. We're going to be defined on God's victory on Sunday. And so, to me, that's where a lot of the conversations about church hurt. We talked about this last week. I don't want to diminish church hurt. I don't want to amplify it. What I do want to do, though, is make sure that we understand what it is. We can call it out for what it is. We know how to handle it, and uh, we know how to process it. And so, to me, one of the main reasons why I want to do this series is I don't want us. I don't think people God ever meant for people to walk around as wounded individuals. We we are meant to be. Uh, oh, more than oh, you know, more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And so, yes, hurt, wounds, um, abuse, a misuse of power happens. But what we do with that will determine whether or not we have a testimony to share of God's grace and goodness. I, you know, we ought to do a whole episode just on on just this principle because so many people allow a negative incident in their life to define their future and everything. About yes, it. and. And the enemy wants that. They absolutely want this. And 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 you don't you don't diminish the reality and the pain of what happened Mm-mm. by saying I won't be controlled by that. I mean, I I have a couple of friends who were sexually assaulted, women who were sexually mm. assaulted. And their decision was this will not define me. Yeah. I will move forward. I will have normal relationship with men. I will I will not walk in fear. Mm. Uh, it and in no way negates the horror right. of what they experienced. It doesn't mean it's easy either. But they did not become right. in bondage to it. Yes. And that's, that ought to be true with betrayal. It ought to be true with broken friendships. It ought to be yes. true with church hurt. Yes, absolutely. So, so I mean... All right, so, so let's let's unfold this a little bit more. Let's let's get, dig a little deeper. Yeah. What are some of those dimensions that, yeah, that, we, that we deal with? I think it's important to remember that not all church hurt is the same. I'm not saying like, I don't, again, 
What I'm saying is when I share these five categories, what I'm not saying is, well, if you experience this, it's worse than this, or this is better than this. What I'm saying is, uh, you mentioned this, Hey, let's, let's identify it. Let's call out what really happened. And I think if we understand the dimensions of what's happened, we can better understand or maybe even know how to handle it in the future. Um, but these are, the first one is leader to leader. Okay. Mm -hmm. You and I both know that, um, within the church world, there are, there's, there, there can be an issue between, um, the, the, the authority structure in the church, Mm -hmm. Pastors, deacons, elders, um, staff, staff, mm-hmm. small group leaders, that that within the church, I, I hate to use the word hierarchy, but within the church, um, layers of authority, mm-hmm. there are relationships, and there are times when, man, it can get really ugly, mm-hmm. and so this is this is a kind of church hurt. In fact, I just did a quick search on in podcasts on church hurt, and what I found was there were all different kinds. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. a like this is a very very popular thing. One one church hurt podcast series only focused on the church hurt that pastors had received from their experiences at churches. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was geared towards pastors, whereas other ones were geared towards just lay people. And just like so, there's again you have to understand, but there, but you and I both know because man, you you had a testimony of experiencing this firsthand. Yeah. Actually, two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of them was taking a very, very large, established, mm-hmm. prominent church, at one time the most prominent church in the entire state, and and following a very charismatic founding leader mm-hmm. who was followed by a guy who who collapsed under uh, under several things. Part of it was probably trying to live up to the reputation of yeah. the person he placed, but family problems and so forth, and mm. handled some things mm-hmm. unwisely. And then I came in as the the third one, and and came in under the idea that they wanted to make changes and and progress and do something similar to where I had been previously, only to find that there was a a, a recalcitrant old guard who would was going to oppose every single thing yes. that was opposed, and and it 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 didn't it wasn't a flash it was a grinding down mm. that left me absolutely empty, yes, uh, and 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 hurting physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Yes, and then I leave there, go to another church that I'm pretty excited about, and 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 so forth. Not being in the lead role anymore, only to find out there was a lot of dysfunction, even a little corruption, and mm. some stuff going in. Blew the whistle on some of it, got involved in it, and when asked to take a certain position um, within the church, I said, you know, I'm not called to do that. Not only did they fire me, they fired every single other long-term leader that was in there, gutted the entire organization. Mm. And and between those two things, back to back, I I literally left saying, I'm never going to work for another church again. Mm. I will I would rather flip burgers, I believe was my, <laughs> was my you know, which I was speaking out of my pain. Yes. Thankfully yes. God healed me the pain. Yes. I actually received some coaching and counseling from an organization that helped pastors mm. who had pain. Yeah. It's yeah. called the Institute for Biblical Leadership. If you're a pastor listening to this, go to IBL.org mm. and 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 figure out you know, what is God teaching you in this mm. moment? But, but yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it's not all one side's fault either. Right. Right. Um, because, you know, I pushed things too quickly in some places and in others, I, you know, I chose hills that perhaps I didn't need to fight over. Uh, but at the end but of the, at the end of the day, people did things that they shouldn't have done. Yeah. I mean, in particular, you know, one person, you know, what was, 
literally strategically trying to replace me behind the scenes, mm. stirring problem discord. Huge betrayal. Yes. Huge betrayal. Yeah. Um, and and what the danger of that is then you start you start viewing everybody through the lens of that yes. one person. Yes. And it creates cynicism yes. and 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 so forth. And and so what whether you're on the receiving end of that or with the observing at somebody else, we just have to be aware um of of how that works on us, not just at that moment, but can happen. It, it can actually flare up. You know, I, we were joking off air, but I said, okay, I'll tell a little bit about, I'm not going to tell a lot out of it, but I, I'm going to have nightmares and, yeah. and reflashes of PTSD, which yeah. I think is an overused right, term. I'm right. just, you know, but it, it does, it still wakes me up in the middle of the night. Yes. I think there's things that most people don't understand. A lot of times we, we use this analogy, um, you get to see how the sausage is made. And if you saw the sausage is made, you're not going to want to eat the sausage. Yeah, you're never going to eat another hot dog again if you visit a hot dog factory. Yeah. But the point is when you're in church leadership, sometimes, you know, people have this idealistic, like, you know, we're like praying seven hours a day and there's just this amazing Shekinah glory in the church offices. We all sing. <laughs> but the reality is even amongst, whether it's elders, church staff, like, there's some really ugly things that can happen in the church. Yeah. And I, I have friends who I remember going into ministry. They were young. They were they were excited. They just got their Bible college degree. They take go to this church. They start leading this amazing ministry for young people or whatever it was doing. And the pastor, you could just tell, was getting jealous and just wrecked them, just mm-hmm. attacked them. And ma- it just... You go through a couple experience, bad experiences back to back to back, and like you said, some of you are like, okay. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, and so leader to leader is, I think, in my opinion, is probably the most the most hidden. Because th- right. this who, is- Who are we going to talk to about that, it? You don't really talk about this kind of stuff. You don't ever, even if it happens, you don't go up on Sunday morning. I mean- it could, but you don't get up on Sunday morning and be like, let me tell you what happened in the elders <laughs> meeting on Sunday. Yeah, you know, that's not smart. The, these, these are the things that probably go the most, you hear about it within the church leadership world, the pastor world, but you don't really hear about it, you know. And often you hear about it from someone who has thrown in the towel yeah. or is, and yes. they're still bitter. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So leader to leader. The next one is leader to member. This is probably the, what I would say is the most prominent. This is the one that's most advertised because again, it's the, it's, these leaders, and, and this is what I, not, here's what I would say. Not all church hurt is spiritual abuse, but all spiritual abuse is church hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I, what I would consider spiritual abuse. Whenever someone in authority, spiritual authority, um, uses their, abuses their power in a destructive way. Okay. Um, this is the kind of thing that just happens in, and unfortunately, because I'm, as I mentioned before, there's no accountability, there's no spiritual leadership, um, they, they, they don't repent. There's this, it, nothing is dealt with. And so something happens to you, something happens to your kids, something happens to your spouse and something or whatever, and, or something happens to your friend and you go to church leadership and say, Hey, this event or this thing happened and they, it's your fault. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're left with, well, is it my fault? Like, and then they, mm-hmm. they, they twist and abuse and distort scripture. And all of a sudden you're left there think it's like a set form of gaslighting. And you're yeah. thinking, Man, I thought I thought they were the wrong one, but maybe I'm the wrong one. And you, people, when they go through that enough, it just leaves people completely just shocked. Yeah, and there's the amplification feature of this, and social media has really done a lot to do mm-hmm. with that. So a lot of times when someone's been hurt, what they'll do is they've got to tell their story. Yeah. 
And 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 so today it's easier to do that than ever. You can yeah. tweet it, you can Facebook post it, you can you, you tell all your friends and neighbors yeah. and so forth. That the difficulty is if you're if there's and there always is the other side of the story often doesn't get told in those cases mm. because if the pastor or the leader is ethical, he can't divulge everything. And mm. there have been times when. Honestly, I just got the tar beat out of me, and I would love to have said, well, let me just tell you the other side of this story. Yeah. But I can't. I have to yeah. take And that's where the Scripture tells us, you know, let the Lord be your defender, yes. and we have to yeah. take that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would simply say when you see this and hear this, you can be empathetic and sympathetic, but also realize that all of us in similar situations will have a tendency, mm. hurt people, hurt people. Yes, you know? and, yes, and we And point. we tend to flail and we tend to do that. And don't automatically assume that you have all the facts yeah. when, when you hear it. At the same time, don't just suck it up. Don't just suck it up Absolutely. and say, well, this, you know, this is live. You know, you have to go about the process of confrontation and or reconciliation. Yes, yes. And that does involve involving other leaders, Matthew uh, chapter five, is it, uh, 18. 18, Galatians mm-hmm. chapter 6, mm-hmm. those steps of, and, and, and so forth, so that it doesn't remain an open wound. Yes, absolutely. Um, the third one, and, and I'll tell you, a great book if you want to read uh, more about this, and I, I'm not trying to throw church leaders on the bus. I mean, you and I are pastors, but... I did read a book a few years ago called When Narcissism Comes to Church that really was kind of an eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. And um, the reality is that there is a there is a problem in some churches. I, I, I think most likely they, they find themselves in churches that are independent, There's no where there's no accountability right, structure. Right. Um, but man, there's a... I hate to say it, I don't want to say epidemic, but there is a more pronounced issue, I think, nowadays especially with when churches started to adopt a more um, corporate mindset. Mm-hmm. I think that component we talked about last week or last episode of n- not really having spiritual leaders in charge, it, it, it's about getting things done. It's about accomplishing, you know, the mission of the church and da, da, da. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but but maybe there's there's more important things than, yeah. than, than a, just, you know, the productivity of a church. Um, so anyways, that, that's, that's a great resource I, w- I, I would recommend. The third, these the last three, we'll just go through quickly. Number, the number three one is member to member. This is probably the more episodic one, you know, like you sit in someone's pew and they look at you like, that's my pew and you make you feel like a pile of garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you're in business together or you're co-leaders oh, yes, of something. Yes. This is actually one that the scripture quite clearly tells us there's a process. Yes. Yes. And I think that Member to members, things that it, it it's enough to drive people out of the church. But when you have someone in the church say or do something to you, um, like you said, go to your spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. Don't don't hide it. Don't bury it. Um, again, go to well, them first. Go to them first. Take someone with you second, and, and then, then take involve the church leadership. Church. But but the idea is that's probably going to happen. I, in fact, I would say most if you have spent any time in the church, another church member is going to hurt you. Yeah. And by the way, I, w- I want to say this kind of clearly. It's wrong not to go through those. For the believer, right. it is wrong. Those those are the expectations of Scripture. Yeah. When you go to court first and you don't try to reconcile it privately, 
first. Yeah. You you are walking in disobedience according to what the scripture teaches right. we should do. And that's why, you know, the corporate thing you said was so important because a lot of times leadership in churches are now adopting a corporate mentality about risk management. Hmm. Do we there are churches that are not that are not actively engaging in church discipline because they're afraid they're going to get sued. Wow. And that happens all the time. Hmm. And and sadly, I understand their motivation. Uh, because that's a messy, expensive, yes. horrific thing. At the same time, that's not an excuse for disobedience right. to God's plan for 100%. reconciliation. A hundred percent. The fifth or the fourth one is member to leader. So this is someone in the church attacks church leadership and just you know they just get ugly. It's it could be anything from um, you know continuous angry, vindictive, mm-hmm. venomous emails. To the pastor, I mean, you and I have both had Absolutely. those experiences. Um, it could even look like someone buddying up to you, uh, a, to a, manipulate. a faux friendship to get close to power, to get close to leadership, and to try to influence. In the moment they feel like their influence is, is left or that you're not listening to them, boom, they're gone and yep. they attack. And um, criticism without love, agenda, you know, there can even be, I, I know in a lot of smaller churches, you know, you have a, a pastor that comes in and, you know, they've got the old guard people mm-hmm. that are there and they just, you, it doesn't even have to be in leadership, but they just, you try new things and we don't like it. We want it. We want a chaplain, not a pastor. Yeah. And you're hired. You're not a leader. You're a, yeah. You're a hired hand to, to, yeah. to do their weddings and funerals and preach to them, but don't you dare try to change me or change this yeah. church. And I think it's important to note here that the scriptural standard for an accusation against a pastor elder is higher yeah. It, I mean, it, it, in other words, it has to be established by two witnesses, yeah. not just one accusation. Mm. And and part of that is because of the nature of, of you know, our humanity um, and the tendency people have to believe in accusation yeah. without it having credibility. Absolutely. I mean, I, I got accused one time of embezzlement and I'm like... I wish you'd explain to me how I could embezzle because I don't even I can't even write a check. You know, my name's not on a single account. There is no way. A lot of other people had more financial ability to embezzle than I did. And and but it was one person who was ticked off. I had another person try to blackmail me. Again, somebody who gave me a bunch of gifts. Mm. Um, and I was stupid. I was young. You know, I got a new suit and some Bibles and 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 a piece of furniture they didn't want anymore. And and then they tried to blackmail me. They, they mm. literally wanted me to forgive a school bill that it was not in my authority to do. We had a Christian school. Yeah. And when I didn't, then they accused me of all kinds of things and my family. Um, and, wow. and And it was very, well, if you're not going to do this for me, hang on, bud. Here we go. And thankfully, I took it to the I took it to the elders. The elders said, "Bring in your accusations, whatever." They found him guilty, and he left. The, he was removed from the church, literally. Wow! So those kind of things happen over time. Hmm. So again, make sure that you don't automatically assume you have all the facts when those things are. are yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the fifth one is one that, unfortunately, it's hard to do anything about. Except the fifth direction or fifth dimension is. Um, what I would say is Christian and non-Christian. When someone in the name of Jesus does someone to someone outside the church, a lot of times church hurt can happen to those outside the church. I I was listening to a podcast the other day about a guy who goes to these pagan conferences and witches and Satan. I mean, he literally goes there and he tries to have conversations about Jesus with these people. And he said the stories he hears from some of these, he he was in a conversation with this witch and just when she told someone that she was a witch, this Christians literally got a a thing of garbage and dumped it over her. 
And I'm just like, and he says, these are things that people do in the name of God that just defy, just defy, like, why, why? Would anyone in the name of Jesus do yeah, something what like would that? Jesus do? <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, it makes your heart break that these people have stories of when someone found out I was this person and they're a Christian, they did this to me. Man, I, l- listen, we're not talking about standing up for truth. We're not, sta- we're not talking about, you know, standing for your convictions or what we're talking about is just mean spirit, unkind, evil, vindictive yeah. things that people do in the name of Jesus. Man, that is that is bad. Yeah. And we ought not always assume that someone who represents himself as a Christian or as a pastor or whatever really legitimately is. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, somebody tried to scam me. They called and said they were from Amazon. Hmm. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> and it took me a few minutes to figure it out. But I don't hate Amazon today because somebody's pretending to be an Amazon employee, right? And, and again, this Great requires point. discernment. Yes. Well, yeah, so that's... You got one more, right? No, that's it, man. I got five. I thought you said you had six. No. Oh, bummer. I was looking for... Number six was going to be awesome, and you didn't have If I could come up with another one... (laughs) You would just now, right? (laughs) I'm sure there is a number six, and if you know a number six, you can write us at... (laughs) But no, Ben, thank you so much for this, and I'm sure we're going to address this in the future. Um, But, you know, for all of us, I think it requires us to be thinking, not to be reactive. Yeah. Um, Again, don't accept injustice, don't accept abuse, don't accept sin on uh, towards you or toward anybody around you. Mm-hmm. Um, get involved. But also, um, our frustration and our pain and other people's actions do not give us permission to behave unbiblically. Yeah. Uh, that's just Absolutely. a wrong philosophy, a wrong worldview. Yeah. So following those things in, I'm sure we'll follow them up again, but hopefully we've maybe made you think a little bit about this and hopefully you'll be asking questions uh, in the future. And by the way, if you ever have a question you'd like to ask us, uh, make sure that you you just pop us in line, hit us an email. And Brett, I've forgotten what the- Life Talks. Life Talks at at Life Talks at LifeCharlotte.com. And we will do our best to address as many of these as we possibly can. As always, thanks for listening to us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.